Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberPro Podcast. Industry leaders share their insights, five questions in under nine minutes, usually. I'm super excited to have a fellow veteran on the, on the podcast with me today. Jax, question number one, who are you and what do you do? Rick, thank you so much for having me first off. Excited to be here. So really quick synopsis of my background. It's very unconventional how I got into the cybersecurity space. Um, current time, I am a, a president of a cybersecurity company that I relaunched, and we are in the advisory space. But how did I get there? And that's the real question. And it initially started in around 2008, 2009, when I moved my military MOS, my job, into IT. And I wasn't a fan of IT. I was on help desk and doing SharePoint, and I actually despised my life. So Fast forward, um, there was a program that came out during that time that was called the Cultural Support Team Program. You may be aware of it being in the special ops. And I signed up, I was one of the first women to go through this program. And so why that's important to this story is that was the first time in my life that I started getting into intelligence and started seeing the impacts and understanding intelligence. Fast forward a few more years, I then branched into electronic warfare, a new branch I became a warrant officer in the branch and I thought, yes, thank God, I'm out of IT, I'm never going back to IT, this is great. And then in 2015, the wise gods of the military, usually general officers, decided, you know what? We're gonna take electronic warfare and we're gonna put it under cyber. And I was, I, I was so upset. I was like, here we go, we're going back to cyber, SharePoint and help desk, here I go. That's not what happened. Um, I did get moved under that branch but I started doing different cyber operations and I did a deployment in 2019 to support a unit doing Atlantic Resolve out in Eastern Europe. And that's when I really started seeing the impacts of utilizing intelligence in the cyberspace called cyber threat intel. Also seeing the impacts of understanding um, authorities and permissions in other countries and understanding cyber law and policies and the, the desperate need that we need for the private and public partnerships. And I'll tell you, that was, that was the year, 2019, where I just kind of surrendered and said, all right, let's see where this goes. And since then, it has been a wild ride. Uh, I've spent most of my time really deep diving like a good warrant officer. Like my knowledge is uh, really deep in one particular area. And I would say CTI, cyber threat intel, but then right outside of that would be like cyber law and cyber policy. And so where I'm at today is just uh, restructuring my, my company and reformatting it. It's been around for a few years, but uh, the goal right now is just to keep fostering relationships and helping other organizations with their current cyber hygiene. Not at all, uh, you know, too much work on your plate, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm definitely an overachiever. Um, I have had to learn how to scale back and a 40 to 60 hour week for me is like an easy week. So that's <laughs> trying to scale back while I go to school full time, relaunch a company, launch a YouTube channel, you know, all the things, but it's all about giving yourself grace. You know how that, how that is. You're a high achiever as well. So. Very good. Well, what's the best thing about being a cyber expert? Oh my gosh, this space is so, it's ever changing. So it's so exciting, it's so thrilling, it's so frustrating. But for me, being very ADHD, almost seeing it as a curse when I was younger, um, it's like having an extra battery pack on me. And for me, it's, it's the best thing is, it's never gonna become boring. You're never going to become bored in this space. The adversary is always going to be coming, be, be 
becoming better and better at what they do. And therefore we as the cybersecurity professionals, we have the pleasure and the opportunity to become better and better at what we're doing. So, and, and then you get to meet in, individuals like yourself with such a rich background and knowledge and experience, and you get to connect with them and then grow your own knowledge and experience. That's what I truly love about the, being a cybersecurity professional. Look, a squirrel. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so true. <laughs> no, that's objects. perfect. Shiny, shiny. So, well, let's talk about cybersecurity of the day, the minute, the hour. Everyone talks about it being a top concern, but what does that mean to you? Yeah, what keeps me up at night in this sector is knowing a few things, but I would say the top things is knowing our critical infrastructure, our 16 critical infrastructures and how vulnerable those are. And I'm not gonna deep dive into those vulnerabilities. I would just tell anybody that's listening, do your research, um, understand what those critical infrastructures are and understand what would happen if one of them were impacted on it in a large scale. Colonial pipelines is a great example of that. Um, so critical infrastructure, and then on top of that, layered to that, understanding how many of these vulnerabilities are, are the level of vulnerabilities, what level they're at. Many times it's administrative passwords, colonial pipeline, for example, weak passwords, um, the lack of proper patching on the systems or updates. That is a top concern of mine. And it's also something that I want us to be able to do with my organizations is to teach companies the basics. It's the basic principles. A lot, a majority of the breaches that we see, how do they happen? Phishing. And how does that happen? An uneducated human that clicked on something that they thought was a legitimate email, and now you've got ransomware on your entire system. So it's a top concern that we educate. Um, and then we just keep remembering the basics, go back to the basics, multi-factor authentication, educating your staff properly. Yeah. That makes sense though. And that's a fair insight. I know <clears throat> too many people tend to focus on all of the scariness that they're seeing in the news and not just sit back and say, okay, I can work through this, you know, working at those infrastructures, working at those critical things that I need to focus on. So thank you for sharing that insight. What piece of insight or insights do you want to share with the rest of the community? Mm. I would say that this community, it very much reminds me of like the military being in the soft community. Um, and so I would tell you, build your circle, make it fierce, lean on one another and share and mentor each other. That because Something that really has frustrated me in this space, Rick, is our lack of ability to drop the egos and collaborate. We are allowing our congressional leaders, I love them, but we are allowing our congressional leaders, we are allowing bills, we are allowing policy, and we are allowing law to dictate our security measures. And compliance, compliance is not security. But the way that we can go, circumvent this is dropping the egos, getting your trusted circle and collaborating together as a true cybersecurity community. That would be my number one like advice to this community is let's work together. We're all, we're all on the same mission and we're all trying to do the same thing. We just need to work together. Well put. Jax, what is your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? 
I thought about this and I immediately thought about my Pac-Man floppy disk. I used to love playing that when I was a little kid all the time. Pa and I, I, I know I have it somewhere, but yeah, that's floppy disks. I was just that's so fascinated. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Rick. This is awesome.